Detroit in the house. The podcast with everything paranormal. It's the 222 Paranormal Podcast starring your host, Joe Shortridge, and the one, the only, the Tower of the Power, dun, dun, dun. the woman of the hour, me, Sorry. It's going to get stuck in her head. Joe and I are in a really goofy mood today because we're very excited because we're talking about one of our favorite, favorite cities. I go there often. Joe goes there a go lot. I used to go there every single day. Yeah. For 20 years in a row. <laughs> and now I'm not driving to Detroit anymore. I would say, did you go downtown Detroit? But you actually went way past downtown oh Detroit. I'm going to barf. <laughs> no. uh, I just um, am very grateful that I don't have to make that commute anymore. Mm-hmm. But Joe, what is your number one favorite place in Detroit? Hands down, it's got to be the Masonic Temple. But before we get into it, I want to ask a listener a favor. Wherever you listen to this, please hit that subscribe button and give us a five-star rating and review, a positive rating and review. Yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, wherever you listen to, give us whatever review you can and leave it positive. Say, you know, Joe's awesome, that kind of thing. (laughs) And also... He likes snacks. Yes. In the show notes, you will see a link to our... Etsy store, we have t-shirts up there for sale, but my favorite place in Detroit mm. has to be the Masak Temple. I love that place. We go, me and Dana and James for the past three years have been going to there for a huge, George. huge Halloween party. Mm-hmm. And the rules are you have to dress up. You cannot go not dressed up and all okay. that. But just walking through this building, and I know I've only seen a quarter of it. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. Like, the one area, you walk down this little hallway, and it opens up to this grand ballroom that it's like the biggest ballroom I've ever seen. Wow. And then there's obviously temples in there because it's a Masonic temple. And when I talk about temples, it's like walking into the cathedral, and there's like three of them that I've been in there. That's incredible. You know, these giant church-looking things. And then you have all these rooms with benches along the walls, mm-hmm. and that's where the Masonics do their... Do they still practice in there? Yes. As far as I know, they still do. Interesting. I mean, you know, I mean, it's it's for the Masons, and the Masons still go and do their thing in there. And it's it's funny because they they're a secret society, but yet you can go and have tours of this building. I just looked up a price: it's seventy five dollars for a tour. Oh my gosh! But I think it'd be worth it. Yeah. You get to see a lot of the stuff that you know a lot of people don't. There is the or there's a whole theater in there. When I say theater, I mean like a full theater. Mm-hmm. The last time we were there for a concert or for a um, Halloween party, there was a huge concert going on. I can't remember who it was, though. But it was like blew my mind that they were there. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do you fit this many people in this building? And it there's just this huge auditorium there. You know, it's, it's awesome. Though. The building was built in 1920, 
And the seating capacity in the theater mm-hmm. is 4,650 people. Crazy. And there's also the Jack White Theater, which holds 1,500 people. There's a the ballroom, which I was in, holds 1,000 people. The Crystal Ballroom holds 50 or 550. And then one of the chapels holds 400 people. That's so insane. those are all separate rooms that you could fit that many people in. That's insane. It was, but if you ever get a chance, it's called Theater Bazaar. Mm-hmm. If you want to go to a Halloween party that you've seen on TV, it's all the same things that you've seen on TV. It's a lot of fire breathers, mm-hmm. dancing with fire, bands, costumes like you wouldn't believe. If you get a chance to do it, okay. it's only two weekends mm-hmm. and it's worth it. It's at the Masonic Theater. It's, it's it's just unbelievable. Next year or this year? Next yeah. year? This year? I don't know. This October. Okay. You got to go. I have to. It'll be bizarre. Yeah. But I mean, that's it. I love that building. And it's just amazing. The artwork and the... See, the thing is, though, I go in there when they're having the party. And there's a lot of things like there's goats that are in there. Mm-hmm. And they have Halloween stuff all around them. But those goats actually stay there as part of that temple. Oh, and okay. just the, the the carvings and the ceilings and everything is just unbelievable. But what is one of your favorite places in Detroit? Well, it's funny you should ask. I don't really have like a favorite place, but one of the favorite places that I've ever been to mm-hmm. was the Stone House. Oh, yeah. So... When um, the band, we used to play their music a lot in the intro, um, 60 Second Crush would play. It's a Detroit rock band, friends of ours. Uh, they would play at this place called the Stone House. Yeah. And I don't know if it's necessarily haunted, but it's in a terrible, terrible area. It's between seven mile and eight mile. Yeah. And it was so cool because like one time I was in there and the band was playing and they weren't playing at the time that this happened, but it's places like full of bikers and everybody's drinking. And, and it's a little tiny. It's a house. It's a real house. It's a real house Made that they turned stone. into a bar. Yeah. And all they basically did was kind of gut it, but it's still in the same shape. Like the living room is where the bar is. Mm-hmm. The kitchen would be where the kitchen is. And then an old bedroom off the kitchen is where the band plays. Yeah. It's so cool. It's like, nothing you can experience has a front porch that everybody sits on yeah so i'm standing there right and this is gosh probably 10 years ago maybe oh yeah maybe longer and i'm in there you know trying to be cute and this police officer walks in the front door and like all these big giant bikers and everybody starts scrambling and like hiding their weed and (laughs) hiding their beers. And uh, he looks at me and he points his finger and he's like, you come here and wiggles his finger at me. And I'm like, Oh shit. What'd I do? And they're all like, Oh, and here it was my nephew. He was a Detroit cop. And that was like right after he started on the force. They all thought I was in big trouble or something because they're like, you know, all these bikers and he's pointing at me. (laughs) (laughs) But that was that was like. But didn't you jump into his arms or something? Yeah. And everybody freaked out because you yeah. jumped on top of him. <laughs> yeah, he was a rookie, man. That's a long time ago. But no, that was really fun. And then, um, you know, I, I would love to like really investigate Detroit. Yeah. Like the cemeteries, mm-hmm. and I read something the other day that Detroit 
back in the heyday, like in the early part of like the 20s, 30s, it was one of the richest areas oh, yeah. in the country. Like it was like you dressed up to go downtown, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. But I'll tell you the best hot dog I ever, ever, ever had was in Detroit. And it was at the um, Lions Stadium. Oh, really? Um, I wasn't there for a Lions game. I was there for actually University of Toledo was playing. In yeah, the I remember I played. Oh, I, oh, I had play. a Colgo hot dog and it was the best freaking hot dog I ever had. I never forgot it. I don't know why I relate food so much, but <laughs> it was very good. I remember I was leaving the Stone House the one night. I don't know if it had been the same night because Brandon was there. Yeah. And I left. And if you're familiar with familiar with Detroit, you got the expressway and then you got roads on both sides of the expressway mm-hmm. where you drive down and you can cut off into the expressway. And I pull up to a, a light on one of those roads heading towards the expressway. He pulls up next to me. His partner gets on their PA system. He goes, three... <laughs> Two, one, and just he did that. We both took off like drag racing, <laughs> and we got up to the next light, and it was turning red, and he went right through it because he's a cop car, and I had to stop. So it was unfair. <laughs> that race was unfair. How oh, fun! <laughs> one time, I know this is not paranormal related, but it's so sweet. It's my dad. Used, he before he died, he loved a bigfoot. Right? He was really into the paranormal. Um, I took my dad on a casino bus tour up to Detroit so we took this bus and it was like 17 bucks and we got on this like luxury coach and went up there to one of the casinos I think it was Greek town I don't remember and my nephew Brandon was on the force so he came over in his cop car and took dad Mm -hmm. for a ride yeah lights and sirens through Detroit and then over to his precinct I think to see you know his precinct and he had the time of his life we didn't win any money but we had so much fun. He mm-hmm. was so tired. He fell asleep on the bus on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. So, yeah, Detroit can be a great town. Yeah. It gets so much bad rap. But, you know, with the band, we've played in Detroit a lot. I mean, I used to mm-hmm. make that drive every weekend. And, Jen, you don't know what it's like to drive up there every weekend. Right. But anyways. Only five days a week. Yeah. But not on the weekends. But <laughs> I've been in some pretty bad parts of the town and yeah. never... I mean, the stone house, you can go there and you can be just as comfortable because uh, Detroit gets a bad rap. I I think that there's a lot of, now there is violence, but it's not as bad as people say. Yeah. I mean, there's so much to do in and around Detroit. I mean, they have like, you know, a great art museum, super cool old cemeteries. Mm -hmm. Just be careful if you go to some of these, though. You just never know. But yeah, um, like Belle Isle um, is a little island off of Detroit. They have a lot of like haunting tied to that. But it's it's bigger than Central Park. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah. Which is I've never been. Well, I've been there once, but I don't remember what I went there for. You were roller or skateboarding over there, weren't you with Scott? I don't remember. But (laughs) I've been there. They got a um, an aquarium, I believe, and a, a plant place. I don't know what it's called. But um, it's a big, big island. And, mm-hmm. But, you know, if you ever are heading up to Detroit, grab Nicole's book. And we're going to talk about it in the interview, but grab Nicole's book so that you know what's to look out for. Yeah, places to go. Mm-hmm. And just go up there. Find something to do up there. There's, there's always something going on. And 
I'm telling you, you will find some of the best restaurants in Detroit and get a hot dog. You can get a Coney dog <laughs> at Lafayette or All-American Coney. They're right next to each other. And you can try one from each. Oh, okay. <laughs> the reason Joe and I are talking about Detroit today is because we have a very special guest on today who we have been trying to get on our <laughs> show for since we started the podcast eight years ago. But um, today we're going to welcome Nicole Beauchamp. And Nicole is a author for Arcadia Publishing's Haunted America series. Her published works include Haunted Detroit. And her newest 2023 release, Haunted Bars and Pubs in Michigan, is coming out soon, if not out already. Uh, she's the founder of Tri-City Ghost Hunter Society, Paranormal Tour Guide. She's also a public speaker, motivational influencer, and a historical preservationist. She also works as a licensed massage therapist, and she runs her own business called the Traveling Spooky Spa, which yeah. I love and I want to go to. Help me with my neck that's cracking every day. But anyways, guys, I digress. Let's yeah, get so into it. Let's get into the interview. Um, like I said, we had a great interview with Nicole. We're so glad that we finally got Nicole on, and hopefully she comes on again. So let's get in the interview, and we'll be back after the interview. And with us today, we have paranormal investigator, author, and public speaker, Nicole Bolshamp. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Did I say that correctly? You, <laughs> you know what? It sounds perfect. Oh, good. You're good. Perfect. You're good. <laughs> I'm like, if I mispronounce one more guest name. Everybody says it differently, but Do they? your no. pronunciation's fine. All right. You know, I've heard worse. From the first time I've ever met you, I always, Buttercamp stuck in my head. <laughs> and I'm like, I, and I know better than this to come up and tell I, you that. I do love butter. So <laughs> gives everybody a nickname. Joe <laughs> gives everyone a nickname. I, it's just something gets stuck in my head, and I'm like, that's her name now. Hey, I mean, whatever helps you remember, I guess. Right. Yeah. So Nicole has a couple books, Haunted Detroit, and she has Haunted Bay City, Michigan. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit about your process of looking into these stories or maybe your background with the paranormal and what got you interested in wanting to tell these stories. So ever since I was a little kid, I was... I was kind of a creepy little kid. I was always <laughs> obsessed with ghost stories, horror movies. Nothing has changed, obviously. So good. I love it. <laughs> um, when I was in high school, I saw Ghost Hunters for the first time. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, this was the first time I was actually seeing, I guess, uh, investigators doing an investigation. So I was like, well, if they're doing it, I can do it too. Mm -hmm. So I started my very first team with some of my high school friends. And, um, I mean, we just would investigate locally and mm -hmm. then bro broke off from that group due to a falling out, started my own team in 2009, which is the Tri-City Ghost Hunter Society, and that kind of took off. Mm -hmm. um, whereas, you know, um, since 2009, I mean, we've investigated all over the world, all over the United States, and, uh, you know, just have had the opportunity to do a lot of presentations mm -hmm. and different events. So mm -hmm. it's been a, a lot of fun and um, has really given me, I guess, the platform to be able to write mm -hmm. um, my books. Uh, because the publisher, which is Arcadia Publishing, actually reached out to me back in, I'm trying to think of the year, I think it was um, 2019, um, they reached out to me. I was actually in massage school at the time, mm -hmm. uh, pursuing, you know, a, a, I guess my second 
career. And um, they were basically saying, you know, hey, we've been watching you over the last 10 years. We would like mm-hmm. you to write a book for our Haunted America series. Yeah, cool. And so I couldn't say no, I guess. No, right? Yeah. And what, uh, an, you know, like a rich um, background of, you know, paranormal and um, haunted mm-hmm. stories out of a city like Detroit, one of the oldest cities in the United States. Yeah. So rich in cultural diversity and history, you know, different times in history. And I, I keep referring back to like prohibition days because yeah. there's so many cool stories mm-hmm. ar- about, you know, the gangsters in Detroit and haunted locations and um, that such. Did you, um, you know, what, what about those, uh, what about haunted Detroit um, drew you to writing that story, I guess. That's mm-hmm. a bad question. Why not? <laughs> I'll cut it out. <laughs> um, so the reason I actually decided to write Haunted Detroit was because I actually had my very first paranormal experience with my team mm-hmm. at Historic Fort Wayne. Oh, okay. So okay. I caught a photograph of what is believed to be a Civil War soldier. It's a full-bodied um, shadow person. And it's actually in the book. And... I guess, you know, just because I investigated Historic Fort Wayne for about five years while they were doing the public ghost hunts. And while I was down there doing that, I learned so much about the different ghost stories from across Detroit and just kind of learned some of Detroit's history and just fell totally in love with the city Mm -hmm. and felt that I had a strong connection to the city. And so when I wrote the book, I wanted to... um, make sure to kind of capture like what you were talking about all of the you know the culture there and the diversity and just everything that makes Detroit Detroit Mm -hmm. which for me it it came easy just because I had such a passion for it and I think it's such a a great city that so many people kind of uh, I feel like it's every big city has crime and whatnot but Mm -hmm. I feel like Detroit is almost uh under like they under people underestimate Mm -hmm. just how great detroit actually is yeah and so with this book i wanted to be able to not only tell ghost stories but kind of bring to the forefront all the great things about the city and make people want to go there and you know check it Mm -hmm. out and you know kind of boost tourism i guess yeah one or two little tidbit um stories about some of the hauntings in and around detroit or a place that maybe our listeners could go in and look up or listen to about. Absolutely. So the Whitney is in Haunted Detroit. And the Whitney is uh, one of the most notoriously haunted restaurants probably in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. If not the uh, country as a whole. Yeah. It's very, very haunted. Mm-hmm. The Whitney family is still believed to be there today. So um, David Whitney Jr., he was the um, the owner of the you know original house mm-hmm. and had had it built, um, and then his first wife actually um, passed away, and he built this house for her. Uh, so she's seen in the house as well. Oh, okay. And then um, his second wife, which was his first wife's sister, oh. is also seen in the house. Wow. <laughs> and his daughter haunts the carriage house. But 
this is kind of an interesting fact, but uh, the Whitney actually used to be, well, after the Whitney family owned it, they gave it to the uh, Wayne County Medical Society. Mm-hmm. So it was actually used as a hospice. Oh. So they actually wow. had people like that were basically on their deathbeds yeah. um, that would just now, you know, what is now one of the dining areas uh, used to be where they would keep these people that were dying. So it's I never knew like that. how appetizing. Right. But yeah. but in fairness, like it is such a, um, I guess, kind of cool aspect of the mm-hmm. history because a lot of people you know when they just go there they wouldn't even think about that at all yeah, yeah. um and then there's also uh, a really creepy nurse i guess that stares out the the carriage house window oh. so whenever you're driving in or mm-hmm. leaving for the night you might see her um and then let me think of i would say probably the other one of the other places that really sticks out to me is the leland hotel okay. um it's just riddled with so many tragedies over the years Mm -hmm. and a lot of people um have all kinds of like ghostly sightings everything from seeing what they believe to be phantom gangsters to hearing people um choking or Mm -hmm. gasping for air or appearing in their bedrooms um or in their house you know their Mm -hmm. not their house but their apartments because uh, the, the hotel has now been converted into, like, low-income housing. Okay. So there's just an array of experiences that happen there. But uh, the Leland's not really open to the public, per se. But, I mean, you can still go to the city club, which is, like, a very small ch- chunk of the Leland. Because mm-hmm. um, the city club's inside of it. And um, it's actually where the old ball, one of the old ballrooms is. So you can go into the city club. And kind of see if you have an experience there. Or go into the lobby, but you can't actually access any more like any of the apartments. Oh, okay. Well, that's so interesting. You know, when you have, you know, a city as old as Detroit, you have so many um, generations that have come and gone, and mm-hmm. you know, buildings transform. You yeah. know, and you you know, unless you're really digging into the history or reading a book like your book, you don't realize that you know this could have been this at one time, and then it was this at this time mm-hmm. because you know these old giant buildings and and homes have these different cycles of what they're you know used for, and then yeah. so much paranormal activity yeah. based on you know the years of people living and dying in these places. It's incredible. And, you know, back then. Most of the funerals were done in the home that the people were living in. Yeah. yeah. So the energies there of that. And people don't realize when it comes to Detroit how old those houses and that really are. And mm-hmm. I was shocked when, you know, we've done tons of shows there over the years and had mm-hmm. different music shows and stuff. And I had the chance to stay in a house on Seven Mile. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, come over to the house. You'll love it. And so get there. If you blindfolded me or knocked me out and dropped me in that house, you would think that you're in the 30s or even earlier. Yeah. Because these houses are castles. They are. And a lot of the people keep them looking the same way. Mm-hmm. So the generations of people that live in those houses that maybe their spirits are still there because they love it, the hauntings are, aman- are immense because of that. And when I went in that house, I felt so much mm-hmm. history and 
hauntings because of all the stuff that's in there. So people don't realize how old and historic Detroit really is. They think of Detroit as, you know, this broken down city that's like just crime ridden. Like Motor yeah, City, right? <laughs> it's like it's not. And well, that's, that's <laughs> like I said before, exactly why I wanted to um, write the write the book mm-hmm. um, and write the book in the way that I did because I want to clear up the misconceptions. I've gone to Detroit a lot and I feel that, you know, it's a, a really great city with a lot to offer. Michiganders mm-hmm. and people that are just in our country. Mm-hmm. And um, and so I, I want to kind of bring to the forefront all those great things. Um, but at the same time, you know, um, I guess like I was saying before, um, there's just the, I, I guess, piggybacking off of what you said, you know, there is such a... Um, the history is so well preserved in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So working on a project like Haunted Detroit wasn't, it it was hard in, in some aspects because, you know, that's a huge undertaking mm-hmm. to cover a city yeah. that's that old and yeah. do it justice. But at the same time, everything's just so well documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, so finding information to write the book was not hard at all. Yeah. But like I just wrote a, I just <laughs> finished a book called, um, haunted bars and pubs of Michigan, which will be out in August. Mm-hmm. And um, basically finding information and documented history on a lot of the bars and pubs was like one of the hardest things I've ever done. And I had so much regret like halfway through. I'm like, why did I ever choose to write about bars and pubs? But I somehow, you know, managed to find the info that I needed to write the, the book. But yeah, it was tough. <laughs> but spirits gather at places where they're familiar and, and mm-hmm. you know, bars and pubs. People would go there if they're lonely. They go there to celebrate. They go there, you yeah. know, maybe after a funeral or, um, you know, perfect place for mm-hmm. a haunting to happen where people, the spirits would want to go back to where they're familiar. Yeah. You know. Emotion. It's all about emotion. Exactly. And I, the way I like to write my books is just so that it's almost like a guide to the paranormal. So not only, you know, do you kind of know where to go in a city or across the state to find some of the most haunted locations, but you're also learning the history. So if you do investigate there or you do go there, you kind of know, you know, where to look for that activity. So um, I, I try to make it almost like a guide for paranormal investigators, but also for people that just have a passion for the paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, they, and they learn. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> exactly. And you're preserving the history too, because yeah. if, if we don't write down these stories of the haunted and why it's haunted and the location, and we're going to forget all that, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. you're, you're basically a historian. Yeah. 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 Well, they're using my, uh, my books on chag.com for, textbooks Great. like some, some universities like use my books so that's amazing thank you yeah. <laughs> right? i really appreciate that that's a really high compliment and yeah. she is available to speak right <laughs> yeah well you know the other crazy thing too is i did an event at the whitney earlier this year mm-hmm. and somebody that is kind of in the historical community of detroit came up to me and they said that haunted detroit was one of the best books ever written on the history of Detroit. Oh, that's awesome. And I mean, so I, cool. I can't explain to you like how that made me feel just mm-hmm. yeah. full of joy and pride just because I know how grueling it is to actually write these books mm-hmm. and all the work that I put into it. 
Yeah. Um, just so your babies, right? Yeah, they, you, they really you are. You breed them and you birth them and you put it out into the world. I, <laughs> and I mean, I just like, I put my all into it. Like I stop my social life. I just, I immerse myself into every aspect of the history and the hauntings just yeah. so that, I mean, I, I literally go to each and every location or mm-hmm. interview staff, volunteers, you know, people that, that go there, like customers um, to each place and, yeah. and just try to get all the stories and have a full comprehensive guide basically yeah. in each place. Is there any place in, in particularly in Michigan that you haven't been yet that you're, is on your bucket list to go to? Oh, God, there's so many. Right? <laughs> I think it's called the Henderson Castle in Kalamazoo. I, th- I really? think that's the name of it. Um, I, mm-hmm. I'm really, I've heard that place is haunted, and I've always wanted to go there because it just looks so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in fairness, yeah, I want to, I mean, there's so many places. I know, like, isn't it? The list is never ending. Never ending. We'll come to Ohio. We got some good ones there, too. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, um, is there any um, places that you could recommend our listeners? Like if you if they were going to come um, to Detroit or mm-hmm. or to Michigan in particular, that you would recommend? You know, like the Whitney is be a great place because yeah. you can come. It's all in the book. Have a dinner. <laughs> yeah, read the buy the book. On, <laughs> is it available on Amazon? It is. Yeah, buy the book on Amazon <laughs> and then just take a road trip and you know go to each place and mm-hmm. you know. That would be great. But any any place that you would suggest that, like, okay, I'm a first timer, but I want to check it out. Where would you go? Where would you send them? So, if you're talking about what, just Detroit or uh, Michigan as Michigan a whole? Michigan as a whole. Well, so um, a place that I really like is actually right in my hometown of Bay City, mm-hmm. um, and it's the USS Edson. Mm-hmm. It's an old military. Uh, destroyer ship Mm -hmm. very very awesome um shout out to all of the people that work there including bill randall he is Mm -hmm. an amazing tour guide and um local historian um and those you know the people that work there they're just they're they're there to answer any questions you have Mm -hmm. you can freely walk around this amazing ship at your own pace um it's supposed to be super haunted Mm mm-hmm um, and I just feel like that's a really place to go to get your feet wet, so to speak. And there's, <laughs> there's a pun right there. But I'm bummed. So, yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, definitely check that out. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're very, um, I guess they're very open to, you know, this whole idea of the paranormal, too. So it's a mm-hmm. place where you can go if you're curious and ask questions and not feel like you're being, you know, you're not going to get laughed at if you yeah. go there and ask about the hauntings. Mm-hmm. Because uh, sometimes, like, I've, I have some stores I wrote about in my books. And, you know, depending on which employees work in, you might get a little, little chuckle out of somebody yeah. if you ask any questions. But this, mm-hmm. but the Edson's not like that. They're very, very um, open to the idea. Mm-hmm. And um, they've actually, most of the people there have had a paranormal experience. Oh, cool. I was surprised when I, I stopped there on the way up north. And I always saw it. You know, the yeah. saw it there, and I'm like, I gotta stop at this ship. And when I did, I walked up, and I, I'm like, I know you, I know mm-hmm. you, I know. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, Yeah, go on the ship. I'm like, Oh, I gotta pay. I'm like, no, no, just go. No, no, I'm paying because it helps keep the ship there. Yeah. Right. But I was surprised that you could just walk wherever you want. I know it's I'm so like, much fun. Where can I go? Wherever you want. Just be careful in some places. I'm like. Okay, I'll be down in the bottom of the ship, you know. <laughs> I know that's to me just the most fun. Like I went to um, 
Belfast, Northern Ireland last year, and I um, I visited the SS Nomadic, which is Titanic's little sister. Okay. And um, it's actually the last surviving White Star Line ship in the whole world, and so really? it's kind of the same thing where you can go on the ship and then explore at your own pace and walk where you want. Okay. And I was just beside myself in heaven because I'm just like a big fan of ships. Uh-huh. So um, that was just super cool as well. But it's supposed to be haunted too. So, yeah. wow. I mean, why wouldn't it be? What, what <laughs> in know? Ireland is not haunted? Exactly. Right? <laughs> I know. I mean, that that's like the dream to like, you know, if I could ever do something overseas, like yeah. either write a book or be a part of some kind of a project overseas. That would be amazing. But I mean, We'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> Future's open, right? Exactly. Nothing's about, impossible. <laughs> right. Talk about history. You're talking about places that are older than the United States. Yeah. I mean, yes. granted, we've had Native Americans and stuff like that here, too. But the history is just... The castles, you walk in, the castles are... Oh, we built that in the 1300s or whatever. And yeah, still standing there, you know? <laughs> I know. Well, you know, sometimes people... Like, people that, I guess, aren't familiar with, you know, the Arcadia Publishing or the haunted america um books because Mm -hmm. they'll they're actually um you know put out by the history press Mm. and some people kind of miss that memo when they pick the book up so they're like they'll write a review like oh there's too much history in this book i'm (laughs) like well how can you have a ghost story without the history i mean you need some sort of a backstory right Mm -hmm. i want to know it all i want to know why this particular place is haunted me too is it because of the you know activity in the 20s of the gangsters who yeah. were you know running bootleg liquor down from Detroit to Toledo I want to know it all right exactly yeah I can't imagine reading a book about ghosts that doesn't have any history yeah. in it mm-hmm. because yeah. you're like where the heck did the ghost come from exactly. right <laughs> just manifested out of nowhere for no reason have you ever seen a full body apparition uh yes I have actually yeah. also in Belfast, but actually at the Titanic um, Hotel. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's called the. T- I think it's called the Titanic Hotel Belfast on Facebook. Okay. But yeah, I I saw that's so um, cool. A man in a suit, and it used that hotel used to be the old offices for mm-hmm. the the shipyard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was a Harland, you know, the Harland and Wolf shipyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I believe that I saw like an employee that from back in the day, so but interesting. Uh, it wasn't like the first, I guess, spirit that I've seen, but it was, mm-hmm. it was one that looked to me so realistic that I thought it was actually an employee of the hotel. And then cool. it basically walked through the through the wall. I didn't see it walk through the wall, but I, I, I saw this person mm-hmm. or what I thought was a person basically go out of sight in, to the right <laughs> and when I walked into the room I realized to the right there's a wall there and the uh, door to leave the room was directly in front of me but it was also uh, on the left side of the wall so I'm like how did they get out because I didn't see them from <laughs> the door that was facing me and then when I walked in the room that's when I saw the door to the left and I'm like they didn't go out that door either <laughs> that's incredible yeah, it was what? pretty cool Ireland is a magical, magical place. I mean, like, it's like no other place. I can't even describe it. I know. I'm going back in February. (laughs) I'm excited (laughs) for you. Yeah. Are you going to the north or the south part? 
I'm going to both. I'm actually oh, great. I'm actually going to be there for about 15 days. Most of my mm. trip will be in Belfast and Derry. Okay. I don't know if anybody watches Derry Girls, but I'm a big, big fan yes. of the show. Mm-hmm. And then um, we are going to Dublin, and we're staying in Clontarf Castle nice. for two nights, which is uh, a castle from the 1100s. Wow. So can't wait. That's incredible. I love it. That's great. I, I would love it's to. It's like bucket I, list yeah. stuff, right? <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm trying to live out my bucket list. Mm-hmm. I for so long, I just, I limited to. myself for so long, and now I'm at this point where I'm like, I'm not getting any younger. No. That's right. And life I want to do everything. <laughs> life and time is fleeting, so you yeah. have it to is. just take the risk and do it. You, you know? could walk like, out those doors right there, I and know. a squirrel could fall and get lodged in your throat, <laughs> <laughs> and you could Squirrel. die tomorrow. So you have to live your life. Yes. Exactly. And that's what I encourage everyone else to do because. You know, don't let any what anybody says ever make you feel limited. Just do what you want to do and and right. live out your dreams and take every chance you can because, you know, soon enough we will be ghosts ourselves, right? Yeah. <laughs> Who are we gonna haunt? Are we gonna come to paranormal conventions and yeah. mess with people's tables when we're gone? <laughs> <laughs> that would be so much knocking fun. books over. I think that's <laughs> happened a lot already. Yeah. <laughs> that would I I would be that kind of ghost. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Well, we really really appreciate. You're taking the time because we've wanted to have you you. on the show forever because, you know, we're really um, proud of you and and the book that books that you've written. I really appreciate that. Thank you. When the new one does come out, come back on. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be out in August, I believe, August 14th. So I'll have it for the Michigan Paranormal Convention. Great. And if anybody wanted to get a hold of um, you or get one of your books, where would they go? Yes, so um, you can get a hold of me. I'm on Facebook. If you look up author Nicole Beauchamp, um, it's author, and then N-I-C-O-L-E-B-E-A-U-C-H-A-M-P. Type that in the search bar, and my page should come up. You can reach out to me with any questions or, you know, any anything you want to, comments, whatever. Um, so that's how you can get a hold of me, or you can email me at Nicole E. Beauchamp at gmail.com. And then, um, yeah, so you can find the books pretty much in most major retailers, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. Mm-hmm. If you search any of the titles, they should pop up on various different retailers. But um, I'm also going to be hosting a book release party for my third publication. That's going to be on September 15th from 5 to 10 p.m. at Coonan's Irish Hub in Bay City, Michigan. Okay. And basically the whole goal behind that is, you know, got the three books out. This book's about bars, haunted bars and pubs. We're just going to get drunk and have a good time. Woo! Yes. And uh, we're going to have special cocktails, you know, oh. spooky themed cocktails. Nice. So you don't want to miss out. Yeah. Awesome. Spirits and spirit, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, Nicole, we wish you the best of luck. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and come back anytime. All right. Thank you so thank much. You. Take care. Very interesting. It I, was. I, I I can't wait to read her book. It's so good. Mm-hmm. We have to go to some of these places, Joe. Oh, I know. You know, it's interesting, too, because there's, you know, and we didn't really talk about it, but, you know, Detroit has such a history with the Prohibition days. Oh, yeah. And a lot of hauntings tied around that. You know, the um, Gross Eel, that little island. Yeah, it's a weird name, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know what that means, but... Um, that whole island used to be gangsters lived there, and you couldn't get on and off unless you were a family member, okay. part of the 
part of the mafia. Huh. So they had these beautiful homes and like you had to pay a toll to get over the bridge. Oh, I didn't know that. So can you imagine like some of the really cool houses and hauntings that are probably going on over there? I could imagine because you, you, you know, we always say you can never imagine what goes on in these places. There's things you can believe and there's a lot of things you probably have no clue. Yeah. It's interesting, too. It's sad that, you know, I asked my nephew, because he is a cop in Detroit, I said, you ever see any ghosts? (laughs) He didn't really answer. He goes, there's a new one every day. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that was really sad. You know, just Mm -hmm. think about that. Um, But anyways, guys, check it out. Come to Detroit. Eat a hot dog. (laughs) You know, go see a Tigers game. Go see the Lions win. (laughs) You could come up. Just kidding. The weekend of Michigan Paracon. Yes. Stop in Detroit. That's a halfway point to wherever you're from. Mm-hmm. And then come up to Michigan Paracon. Say hi to us. Say Nicole will be there. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And I think she's going to be at um, the 2023 Mid-Michigan Paranormal Convention, which is at Soaring Eagle Casino. And that is Saturday and Sunday, November 4th and 5th. And she will be there with her books. So go and meet her. Greeter, get a picture, get a book. Tell her that you heard her show on 222. Yes. And tell her your friends, too. Tell all your friends, every single one. Tell Go down your, the street screaming that you mother, love them. Your love, Uncle Charlie. You love 222. Your third cousin on your dad's side. Yeah. <laughs> and also, like we say every week, we do have an Etsy store. So we'll put the link in the description. If not, just go up to Etsy. Type in two to two and you'll see us. All right, guys. Well, hope everybody has a wonderful week. Come back and hear us next week. And stay tuned for a great interview next week. (gasps) Yes. Super show. Woo! Let's do it. Woo! (laughs) (laughs) Bye, guys. Have a good week.